springing up. You know, it's springtime. <laughs> Apparently, first of September is spring here in the southern hemisphere. So I want to pray about some things that are springing up. There's, you know, we're sort of lucky here, I guess, or blessed to have the four seasons to experience them, although we don't like extremes of heat or extremes of cold. We do love to experience um, the four seasons, and one of them is spring, and we are now in spring. So, you know, there's a saying, spring has sprung. Things are springing up in spring. So I thought, let's preach a word on this, and spring is a certain time of the year, and there's timing for everything. And um, there's things to do in summer, there's things to do in winter, there's things to do in springtime. And in our first uh, passage, I was reading this during the week and it popped out at me, it sprung up actually. It says, it happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. So winter's over and now it's springtime and the weather's okay. And so this was the time that kings and leaders would take their people out to fight. You know, they'd go out to battle because it wasn't good in winter because of snow and all kinds of things happening then. And uh, really bad weather situation. So now spring's here. So the kings would go out and battle because that's they had nothing else to do, I guess. So they just went out and tried to take land and conquer people and, you know, assert their authority. So it was, the, it was in spring. So instead of going out to battle, David stayed home this time. He sent out Joab, he sent out his military commanders and he sent out his army and his servants and all Israel and off they went. So David sent when he should have went. Okay. David sent when he should have went. And they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. David remained at Jerusalem. This was a big mistake. And as a leader, he should have been leading his people out into battle. He should have been being that good example to them. But this is the beginning of that story uh, when he fell into sin because he stayed at home and he should have been out fighting with his people and leading them. He was in a battle of his own. And he lost that particular battle. And uh, he fell into sin. And things started springing up in his life. Instead of going out in the spring to fight the battles, there was a battle going on inside of him. And there was things springing up in David that he wasn't probably aware that were there. And it ended up with him, you know, seducing a woman, getting her pregnant, killing his, or making sure that the husband was dead, all kinds of things, and the child that resulted, um, died. And there was all kinds of things going on. So things were springing up in David's life that weren't there before. He was known as a wonderful worshiper. You know, he was anointed to be the king. And here we are having him in a situation where lust was springing up in his life. And then as a result of that, trying to cover up his sin, he got into deceit and deception and all kinds of horrible things were springing up on the inside of him that weren't there. And sometimes things like that happen with us. We are in a situation and we are not in the right place at the right time and things begin to spring up in us and cause problems, okay? 
caused incredible problems to him, for him. So all these negative things are springing up in his life. And then the Lord, in his mercy, sent Nathan the prophet to challenge David and say, look, what you have done is wrong and you need to repent. And then, because he did have a heart after God, repentance began to spring up in him. And uh, Psalm 51 is a result of that. And in verse 10, it says, Create in me, this is David's repentance, this is repentance springing up in him. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. So desperation and repentance is springing up on the inside of him. And regret, regret. And then he says in verse 12, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Restore. Restore me, Lord. Restore me. And so he's pleading with the Lord, Uphold me by your generous spirit. Uphold me by your generous spirit. So he's calling on the Lord, calling on the Lord. And repentance is springing up, crying out to the Lord. Where these negative things were springing up on the inside, they have been quelled now by repentance springing up and crying out to the Lord. And that's what we've got to do sometimes. Don't sit back in, in our situation and, and be um, regretful, remorseful like Judas was. Repentance never sprung up in Judas. Only remorse and regret. But David, he allowed the enormity of the emotion here to cry out to the Lord. So, happy ending to that story. Let's get on to a few verses here and have a look at the meaning of spring and things springing up in our lives. Spring, obviously, is a new season. And many things spring up in our lives when we follow the leading of the Lord and be where we're meant to be at the time we're meant to be there. And one of the places is being in the house of the Lord. There is a great blessing on being in the house of the Lord. And in Psalm 84, the whole psalm is about the blessing of being in God's house, like we are tonight. It says, Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. Pilgrimage means travel. I'm not here for a time. I know that this is not my home. I know that this world is temporary. My heart is set on leaving here and going into eternity. It says, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. He's talking about people who love the Lord, love the presence of God, love the house of God. It says they can pass through the Valley of Baca. The Valley of Baca was actually a place, and Baca means weeping, a place of trouble and um, torment, weeping, sadness. He said when you are connected to God, you love the Lord, and you're in the presence of God, in the house of the Lord, you are able to pass through difficult times. You are able to pass through weeping and sadness and that. In fact, you can even make it a spring. Instead of it something holding you down, drowning you or pulling you down, 
you can actually turn these things around. You can see something positive and something negative. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That's what it says in the Word of God. It says the, the rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. What does that mean? This is in the Old Testament. When they would come up to Jerusalem to worship, they would say it was like Mount Zion. Coming up to Mount Zion. When you come up to the house of the Lord, when you come up to worship, that's basically what we're doing here in the house of the Lord tonight. We've come up to this place to worship the Lord. It says you will go from strength to strength. You might feel weak, but you'll be able to strengthen yourself and to strengthen others because of being in the presence of the Lord. Things will begin to spring up in you. I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, you might come to church and you've had a really difficult week or you're tired or something, but when you leave here, you feel better, yeah? You go from strength to strength. You feel better because you made the effort to come. So it's in, um, actually in Psalm 92, it actually reiterates this. It says, not just those who come to the house of the Lord, because there are people who come and don't appreciate the significance of being in the house of the Lord. They just come and then they leave. But others, it says, those who are planted, those who are planted in the house of the Lord. When you are a part of a church family, when you are part of a group of people that you care about and who care about you, it says you will flourish. You will flourish. You will grow. You will have strength. You will have a sense of wholeness and satisfaction. You will bear fruit in old age. You'll bear fruit in old age. They should be fresh and flourishing. Sometimes you might feel things are really old and stale, but when you come into the house of the Lord and when you're planted in this place, there's something fresh, something fresh every week, and you will flourish. That word flourish means to spring up, it means to grow, it means to blossom, and it means to fly. Oh yeah. It means basically to feel really good. You're gonna feel good. If you stay home, you know, there's people who think, you know what, they make excuses not to come to the house of the Lord and they regret. But they won't push through the regret. They will make excuses. You guys have not made excuses. You've made the effort and you will bear fruit in old age. You will be fresh. You will flourish when you're planted in the house of the Lord. So there's a difference about coming to and being planted in. There's also a difference about the Lord, what he does. That's our part when we make the effort. But it also speaks about the Lord's part and how having things spring up in our lives. In Isaiah 44 verse 3 it says, I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. 
In other words, I'm not just going to bless you. I'm not just going to pour out my blessing on you. I'm going to pour it out on your generations, on your children, your children's children, on your descendants. That is just a wonderful, wonderful blessing. He said, I will pour out water on those who are thirsty. And sometimes life just kind of sucks everything out of you and you feel dry. He said, I will pour water on you. I will refresh you. You're going to feel good. Okay? And he said, and they'll spring up. They'll spring up among the grass like willows by the watercourses. I don't know about you, but willows, I think willows are beautiful trees. They're beautiful trees. And they know where the water is. And they put down their roots really deep. And they flourish. They flourish. He said, Those, I will pour out my spirit and you'll spring up. This was in the Old Testament. He said, I will pour out upon you. And then in the New Testament, Jesus says this to the woman at the well. She said, I'm thirsty. He said, I can give you water and you won't be thirsty anymore. <laughs> Not natural water, spiritual water. And then he says this, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him, will never thirst. But that water that I shall give him will become in him, in him, a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The Holy Spirit in us springs up, brings forth life. You know, there's people around us who are like deserts and dry places. And when we speak to them, when we give them a hug, when we pay attention and we listen to them, life is springing up out of us into the dry places in them. He said that water will become, or the Holy Spirit will become in him. In the Old Testament, God said, I will pour it on you. But Jesus says, the Holy Spirit will be in you, in you. It's springing up. And you know, when you spend time with the Lord in the Word and when you spend time with the Lord in prayer, I'm telling you, when you're around people, that spring of living water will gush out over their lives. They will want to be around you because there's something about you. There's something refreshing. There's something strong. There's something empowering about you that they want to be around. It's like, I don't know what it is, but... I just, I like hanging around you. Some people say that sometimes. They don't know it yet, but it's that spring of life. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the life of God that they don't have, but they want. Okay? And we can lead them to him, to that spring of life. So what's our part in all this? How can we, um, what can we do? In this season, in this springtime, what can we do for things? We can keep our heart. We can guard our heart. Watch our heart. It says, guard your heart or keep your heart with all diligence. Why? For out of it, out of the heart, springs the issues of life. It says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. <laughs> you know what's in your heart? It usually comes out of your mouth. And sometimes it's shocking. It can be good, but sometimes 
it may not be good. Just like David got a shock. Sometimes things are in our hearts that spring up, spring out of there, and we say things, or we do things, and we go, whoa, I didn't know. I didn't know that was in there. And we feel kind of embarrassed, and we might feel ashamed. On the other hand, if it's really awesome, you might think, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and you feel a little bit proud of yourself. So out of your heart springs the issues of life. So guard your heart. It's like um, I pulled out the, I love electric mowers. I pulled out my electric mower today and I mowed half the lawn. <laughs> Why? Because I'm tired of the weeds. You know, weeds spring up faster than good plants. And I thought, those weeds have to go. So I'm going to guard my lawn with a mower. Okay? We have to guard our hearts. Because things will spring up out of our heart. Just like those weeds spring up in the garden. You've got to deal with it. You've got to deal with it. And in the natural, you know, people plant things in springtime. They dig up the soil, they pull out the weeds, they get everything ready for planting, for springing forth. It's a, it's a really great time of the year, actually. What else do we need to do? What else can spring up, sometimes unexpectedly? In Hebrews, it says it's pursue peace with all people. Okay, it's important. Pursue peace with all people and holiness. So peace with people is between our connection to people, how we relate to people. And holiness is our connection to God, how we relate to God, how we apply his word in our lives, all right? Without which no one will see the Lord. It's a bit scary. And then it says this, looking carefully, so we guard our hearts, and we also need to look carefully Lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this, many become defiled. You know, we have to try and be at peace with people. Why? Because if you don't, then anger and bitterness can spring up. And it's like a cancer. And it can cause trouble, not just for you, but it'll cause trouble for those around you too. If you're in a bad mood or you're angry with someone or you're bitter, it'll affect everyone around you. Have you ever been grumpy? <laughs> it affects everyone around you, not just you, okay? But this is saying it's a bit more, obviously, serious. A root of bitterness, not just really irritated with someone, but a root of bitterness, something that's rooted in there, something that's really strong. It's got a foundation in there. A root of bitterness can spring up. It's an interesting way to say that because roots are usually under the ground. They don't usually spring up. But a root of bitterness just shows itself. And it's a really ugly thing, actually. When someone's got a root of bitterness, it's a very ugly thing and it springs up and people start gossiping and saying horrible things about each other or somebody. It's a really ugly thing. And it says, by this many become defiled. 
It's like, ugh. It's like a bad smell, or it's like dirt or dust. Someone's thrown a handful of dirt on you. That's what it's like. It defiles you, it taints you. So we've got to look carefully. Be at peace. Pursue peace and holiness. And that root of bitterness won't spring up and cause problems, okay? Another thing that can spring up, and this is really good. I, th I love this one. This is the, um, out of Isaiah chapter 58, and God is talking to his people about fasting, okay? Fasting. Fasting is usually about not eating food for a certain amount of time. It may be, a, some people apply, they don't have a problem with fasting food. For some people, it might be fasting your telephone. It might be television or, you know, the internet or something. It might be fasting those things, you know, that you need to fast. It says this, Then your light shall break forth like the morning. God's saying, when you fast, this is what can happen. Your light shall spring forth or break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Sometimes when people need healing and they haven't been healed, they fast and they are healed. Not everyone necessarily because God does things his way, okay? But fasting may be the answer. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. The Lord, these are results of fasting, the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. Strengthen your bones, and you will be like a watered garden, beautiful, and a spring of water whose waters do not fail. So when you feel dry and challenged and things are going not the way you would like, you need healing, you need guidance, whatever you need from the Lord, strength from the Lord. You're struggling physically, you're struggling emotionally, you're struggling mentally. Maybe a fast is something that will break it and that dryness will be gone and the watering and the refreshing of the Lord will come and that springing up of waters that don't fail. You know when you turn the tap on, turn the tap off? God doesn't turn the tap off. <laughs> These waters don't fail, don't fail. There's another beautiful passage here. What else will spring up, you know? I don't know about you, but when I watch the news lately, there's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of unrighteousness in this world, and things seem to be getting worse and worse and worse. And you think, God, where are you? What's happening? Are you not listening? Don't you care what's going on? You know, there's so much unrighteousness. It says the glory of the Lord will cover the whole earth. What's going on, Lord? It says this, as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. So there may be darkness now, but there is a time of righteousness coming. There is righteousness that will spring up and the nations will see it. It will happen, and God will do it. This darkness will not always cover the earth. The light of the Lord will come. The righteousness of the Lord will spring up in his timing. In his timing. We are in a season of grace right now. We are in a season of grace. 
but it feels like a wilderness, not a garden. But God will, God will cause righteousness to spring forth. And here's the last verse, and I love this verse. The God of new things. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. In other words, don't worry too much about the past. Don't worry too much about the things that have been there. Look ahead. Behold, I will do a new thing, and now it shall spring forth. You might have been waiting and waiting, looking back, looking around, wondering what's going on. God, where are you? You're so far away. What's happening? He said, I will do a new thing. And now it shall spring forth. And shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He's saying those things which seem dry and difficult and even impossible right now, God can change it. He can change it where everything seems stagnant and still. Suddenly, something fresh, something new can spring up. Things that seem to have been blocked and locked down, things that seem impossible, God can do a new thing. He can make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He is the God of the impossible. So whatever you're believing for, keep believing. Keep believing. Because it could spring up at any time. He will do what he said he will do. He's faithful. I mean, look at the beginning that where we looked at King David. Such a bad example. Such bad decisions. Such bad results came out of that. And yet, God did a new thing in his life. And it did spring forth. Why? Because he kept his heart. He kept his heart. He lost his focus. He lost his wisdom. He lost his discernment for a certain amount of time. But he didn't lose his heart. He kept his heart. And out of that sprung forth repentance. And out of that the new thing of God came. And where there was a desert, there was a flourishing that came. And God can do it for you. You might feel like things are dry. You might think, think that things are difficult right now. But I'm telling you, he can make rivers. He can cause mountains to spring up. He can cause new things for you. Amen? Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. Lord, we just pray that the things in our life that would spring up would not be doubt, would not be negativity, would not be jealousy or bitterness, but the things that would spring up in our lives would be fresh vision, fresh hope, new joy, stronger love, greater faith, all these things, more of you, Lord, more of you springing up in our lives good things because you are a good good father lord i just pray for each one here whatever's going on in their lives that you would just encourage 
that you would encourage, that you would reveal the new thing that you're going to do in our lives. The things that we are believing you for, Lord, you make the way, you make the rivers, you're the way maker. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Okay. If anyone needs prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, have an awesome week. Say hi to somebody. Bless you.